Flight like Podcast is released weekly, discussing the topics that are top of mind for millennials today. The quartet tackle a wide variety of topics such as career, travel, mental health, making decisions, personal finances, communication, relationships, and more. With the four millennials coming from underrepresented backgrounds from the UK, being second generation immigrants, but have since traveled and lived internationally, they give a unique perspective on their journey and learning as they continue to evolve along the way. Since its start in 2019, Take Flight Podcast has grown to have listeners in over 50 countries with tens of thousands of streams to date. Come join a growing community and let's help more people take flight. Welcome to episode number 99, where we talk about the race to space. Billionaire businessmen, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and Jeff Bezos all race to sell commercialized space travel. A big milestone was achieved this week. Four amateur astronauts landed successfully after three days in space. They are the first private or civilian team to orbit Earth. We take a closer look into this topic and the importance of space exploration. So stay tuned and let's get started. Take off, take flight with you. We never fly, but we're flying. Okay, oh welcome God. to episode number 99. How is everybody Whoa. doing? That's a big number. Ollie, 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 repeat, repeat that number of episode, just so everyone in the back heard you. Say that again. Episode number 99. Can you guys believe that? Oh, yeah, I mean, I can. I can, can? actually. After, after we got past, I think, the first episode or the first five or ten, <laughs> we, had a, we had a chance. But I think the first five was so rocky that you never know which direction is going to go in. That's true. Imagine how many hours of content we've provided. When you think about it, that's crazy. Probably question is, question is, is, hours, it, is it, question is, is it, is it quality content? That's the question. Uh, it depends. It depends who's leading the episodes. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna start. We're gonna start. Yeah, yeah, perfect example. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can, we can, we can go. We can look at the, uh, we can look at the analytics, right? We can look at the data. We should, we should actually get, we should get some ratings, man. We should get some ratings going. I saw Stephen A. Smith was going crazy. I think that's what I'm going to do. On Breakfast Club. For, for the next episode, episode number 100, I'm going to actually look at the data and see which are our number one trending um, episodes, whose episodes those were, and we can start sort of rating each of our episodes. But anyways, how is everyone doing? Before we see the data, real quick, before we see the data, why don't we take a quick guess on who we think number one is? In terms of which episode? Yeah. I don't no, think in terms of like who out of us four, who out of us four would have the highest um, highest ratings based on the agendas put forward over the last ninety nine or less than ninety nine because we've done the solos, but solos also count as well. Solos also count. Oh, my money's on Daniel. Think? My money's on Daniel. My money's on my money's on myself. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> my money's on Daniel. I put my money on Daniel. <laughs> P. <laughs> my money's on myself. I put my money on Daniel. But oh, anyways, are you, how's on, are you betting on another man? Come on. All right, let's go. Next one. Next how's, one. Let's go. How's how's everyone else doing? <laughs> Daniel, how you doing? Let's hear about Shuo. Let's get straight to Shuo because Shuo's had a, I think, an interesting ten days, two weeks. Oh, he always seems like he's having an interesting couple of weeks. So Shuo, why don't you start? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been um, uh, it's. I think probably what I'll have to do is I'll have to do like a mini breakdown in one of the Take Flight Takeaways episodes. But I think the the last 
10 days during this induction week, there's been so many moments where I've caught myself looking around and thinking, and Nandi, you can bleep this out. How the f*** am I here right now? <laughs> but, but sure, for, for the listeners who may not know what you're referring to, induction, induction, yeah, you need to provide some context. That sounds yeah, nice. So, yeah, so I, I, I mentioned it briefly in the previous episode. So um, I, I just recently started an executive MBA program at Cambridge University. Now, this is something that I've been thinking about doing since 2014, and now we're in 2021. So it's been years in the making. I think I've lost count the amount of times I've had conversations with Pabilo about it. Um, but then, yeah, the last couple of years, I really thought deeply about doing this type of uh, program. For those who aren't aware, it's basically a, a master's program focused around business and administration and management, um, giving you a broad spectrum of uh, knowledge across multiple um, parts of a business. But for me, actually, the most important part was to open my network up to people in different industries um, and also see if I can open up a network through a reputable university as well. So I think especially the last couple of years, I've been looking at it in more detail. Um, I, I applied for a couple at the beginning of this year and I was fortunate enough to have been offered a place in in Cambridge. It's a, it's a 20 month program. So now is what we're calling the honeymoon period where everything seems rosy, the work seems good, um, the deadlines aren't coming thick and fast. But then in the next couple of months, things will start to ramp up. And if things go well, touch wood, God willing, then I should be graduating in April 2023. Um, and for me, especially, it's very helpful course because it's a part-time uh, it's part-time studying. So I'll basically be doing one weekend a month for the next 20 months on average. But there are a few months where it will be a one-week or two-week uh, experience in the university. So the week that I've just come back from, that was the first week, the induction week, where we got to meet all the other students. In total, there's 130 students on the course. Um, we had formal dinners, lunches. It was an exhausting week, if I'm honest. By the time we got to Sunday, I was I was knackered. Um, but now, yeah, back into the normal routine of things. And yeah, it was, it was a, a great experience. Fantastic. Fantastic. What about yourself, P? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was actually going to just add to say it's a, it's a perfect example of, of how education never stops, right? It's, even formal education. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd love to, love, and we're going to be interested to hear a lot more of that as you continue on your journey. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. I, the other day I, I jumped on Instagram and I spoke a little bit about um, routines and perfecting a routine. And, and recently, over the last week and a half, I've tried something a little bit different. It's, it's worked out really well. Um, Daniel's laughing, but I think one of the reasons also it allows me compared to a couple of weeks before to have family time around 6.30 and really commit to that. So, um, so the workload hasn't changed, but the way I've managed myself has, and I'm but getting P, better if you, outcome. P, if you want, so in case anyone missed your Instagram video, oh, yeah. how would you, how, how would you summarize it for the listeners? Yeah, just super quick. So, so I've basically, I'm, I'm an early riser anyway. I usually, I like to get up around 4.35, um, but usually I would I would start to, you know, read and work out and then start working out, then start sort of attending work. <laughs> Daniel, stop making me laugh. But what I've decided to do now is basically start earlier. So around 5, 5.30, start working. And then I realize I'm a morning person, so it works for me. From 5.30 to 9, most of the things that matter and that are priorities are pretty much finished. So by the time everyone's up, I'm already in a commanding position. I've got control and I can so, quickly so when, respond to emails as they so come in. Up, so when everyone's up, you go back to sleep? No, 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 no. no. I'm up. I'm up. 
but it just it just allows me to it just allows me to have inboxes are super clean you know turning around emails turning around requests it's 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 effective it's effective at a time where you have a relatively high workload and it allows you to know what you're going to be doing for the day right yeah so up you until you got a record for take flight yeah up until you got a record for take flight okay but, got it got it Okay. Well, it's great, like, uh, great, yeah, great for you to be back on your feet, because I know before they had a couple of weeks where you were feeling unwell and stuff. So, back to back to full fitness. D- Daniel, how are you doing? Looking fresh, by the way. For the people that can't see and you're listening to the podcast, Daniel is looking extremely fresh today. Yeah, Thank the hairline, hairline traveling though. Huh? <laughs> no, I just said your hair, the hairline. <laughs> Getting jealous. <laughs> I said, no, nah, I think it's. Well, I don't, well I don't, yours travel yours, yours yours travel at the speed of sound, brother. <laughs> no, but the thing is, the difference is, I'm not trying to sport a hairline. You are. You understand I'm coming from? That's the difference. So I, I'm, I'm the guy that is basically zero to shaven, and that's my look. I rock that well. Mm. You're not. Oh, I tell you what. So no, no, no. you're here like it's, 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 it's my, no, it's my barber. It's my barber. I tell you that. I need to find the new one. trying to fire shots no but back to your question i'm doing more thinking for me just a bit jealous at the shot no i was i was feeling feeling some some shots when i was talking so i just had to i just had to spray it back okay okay cool that's that's how we want to move today we can we can keep it rolling this is gonna be a longer people get it back up man i can see i can see an m shape <laughs> this is gonna be a long yeah, I can see the M. I can see the M shape. Listen, <laughs> listen. I don't. <laughs> because, you know, you know when you know when you know when someone starts talking and the first thing they say is, "Listen, they're feeling hot right now." You know, they're feeling the pressure. Heated. Heated. <laughs> no, it's look cool. I've already, already done it. I've already, I've already done it. Look at the when... golden arches. <laughs> listen, I've already done him. That's why he's still talking. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> You keep, you keep coughing, you keep coughing. Olu, Olu, please go ahead. Okay, so for myself, it's been a really interesting week, um, which I'll give more context and more details later on. Um, but anyways, long story short, I purchased my first property at auction last week. Um, interesting process. Um, I think it's great process, streamlined, only difficulty or additional stress that you have is the time time frame that they give you, right? In most properties, you might have two months to be able to exchange. In this particular scenario, they've given me 20 days to exchange. So you can imagine you need to be tight when it comes to communication, responding to lenders, getting everything sorted in time. So I've got a good team um, through the help of P. P put me in contact with a few people. Um, so I'm excited to actually see the property because I haven't physically seen it. So, but I I would do a um, takeaway episode where I go into more detail about it. But it's been stressful. But I always say anything that's rewarding has an element of stress in it. So it is what it is. My round of applause. Yeah, and just a small correction: it's not your it's not your first property. It's your first property via auction. Yeah, that's what I said. Not I said more... first auction property. Okay. Okay. Are you going to be listening this episode, or are we going to? Not, 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 not no small boy in this. No, I was just going to say you're not no small okay. boy in this. That's what I'm going to say. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, let's get into the episode. This one is a different episode, should I say? So I'm going to give the background 
and the context of this episode. So this yeah, episode, take your take your take your time with the background and context, Ali. Take your yeah, time. So with this it. episode is in relation to space and space exploration. So the background and context of this is, I was up late one night, which is not Pabilo's advice when it comes to life management. He believes you should wake up early, not stay up late. But anyways, I was watching a Netflix special around SpaceX and it was following the SpaceX inspiration for exploration. And what is unique and special about this particular exploration is it takes four civilians with no experience in terms of being astronauts, just regular Joes, like us four on this podcast, for example, and they take them to space. And the reason why this is going to change the whole space exploration and the game is this can potentially start to lead us to commercializing space travel to a point where we could decide to book a trip and say, hey, let's go to space for four days. So really, that's the background and context and why I wanted to just talk about this particular topic. So let's just even just start off by going back to our childhood, right? And I want to ask the question and pose the question of growing up, did anyone in this group want to be an astronaut? Did you ever think about space, traveling to space? Um, That background. So let me start with P because I know... For P, all his life, he's always wanted to work in numbers and finance. So no. we go to hear <laughs> if he had any other aspirations or dreams. So when I saw this question on, on, on the preparation, and I thought to myself, I don't know. I know people talk about, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be all of this kind of stuff. You hear that in the movies, especially. I think there's only... And I didn't have any of those kind of aspirations. It was just, <laughs> you know, growing up in North London, you just go through education system but there was actually one <laughs> particular job that I thought you know what when I was little I thought this will be cool you know and it was a um, dustbin man well okay wait uh, were, you fascinated, were you fascinated by the the, the truck oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know I don't know if Pabino's being serious right now if he's trying to be it's the truck it's the movement it's the movement of the bins loading up the truck I know it, well, Sorry, let it me, was let me, it was that Plus, these guys, yeah, I thought it was the coolest job. Think about it. You're walking to school and you're seeing guys jump off a truck, throw stuff in, jump back on and it drives. I was thinking, raw, that's a job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was at one point, oh yeah, I thought God. that would be oh cool to do. God. You know what it, but it wasn't me, an yeah. aspiration, but I never had a, a, a sort of aspiration to want to be a astronaut. No. I think the difficulty is when you live in London, you don't always get to see the stars because of all the <laughs> pollution. It's true. The it's true. So I think from hearing his story, he had to no, be related to what you could see. But let's go to Dan because I think Dan had Dan had a similar a similar appetite for that as well. Nah, what being a bin? Nah. Daniel Daniel could not wait to say nah just then. No, no, but he was. I, no, 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 I didn't have. I didn't have the appetite, but I. Not, I had the fascination of the truck. Of no, when I was younger, I like. Guys, this I liked, episode is about space, not about. No, no, but I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I, no, but it's it's the fact that I like. I liked playing with things that had buttons and moving parts. So what fascinated me, and I remember even being in the library, wanted to buy a truck, was having the buttons and having the bin move up and emptying things out, and it was the whole mechanics that interested me in 
terms of a pin truck. I, I wasn't I wasn't that deep in it. I just liked the fact that these guys were, were at the back of a truck. Just but to back to the, on. the question at <laughs> back to the question at hand. If I had a desire to be an astronaut when I was younger, no, I did not. What I about just space? Yeah. Did you ever think about space? Look at the 100%. stars and say, "What is out there?" Did it give you any sort of realization? Not really. I had. I didn't really have any fascination with space or the planets or stars or anything mm. around that nature. And even till today, I wouldn't say I have a burning desire. I have more of an interest because I'm older and I can think things through more logically. And I think what's out there. But I didn't have any sort of fascination or interest when I was a young, mm. young child. Oh, interesting. Because if I go for myself, but right? Even... If I go, go for myself, right? I've there's I've caught myself. No, I wouldn't say I wanted to be an astronaut, but I've caught myself in moments where I've looked up at the stars and said, wow, how insignificant are we in the bigger picture, right? When you think about, I think it gives you a wow moment when you're looking at the stars, you can see the moons, moon, um, especially when we have like total eclipse and certain um, instances that happen throughout the year, you start to think, wow, how beautiful is the world and the planet you start to think about is there life outside of because i think whenever we think about the world right we only think about ourselves but you think if there's this place that hasn't been discovered is there life force or um, outside of there there's certain shows that i used to watch growing up i'm not sure if you guys watch star trek right i used to rush home and you used mm-hmm. to watch star trek all the time you would see spark i remember everyone was trying to do like the sign and everyone live long and prosper. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to jump on the back of a dustbin truck, dog. <laughs> yeah, you were too busy trying to jump on the back of the... But there's certain shows that I used to watch where you'd see space travel and you'll wonder, oh, wow, that is crazy. Even just around... I thought, I saw it more... Less around being able to become an astronaut because I did believe that that was unachievable. But I saw it more in regards to the technology that was there, where it was like, if we have this technology in space travel, imagine how life on Earth would be. And I think in a lot of these shows and movies, what you'll see, a lot of it will be based on space and the spacecraft traveling. But then when you do get a glimpse of life on Earth, you see like completely different world, like a whole revolution or like technology base and that part interests me in terms of the advancements that we could see in terms of um, technology what about yourself Shua? uh yeah if i'm honest i never thought about space once as a kid um i think at home um my par- my parents were stressed about paying the bills from month to month and as a kid you just focused on cartoons video games and all this other stuff that i didn't really have the mental capacity to think about space now i would hope that with what we are all trying to do and aspiring to do that our kids will probably have much bigger goals than what we had and much bigger dreams going back to an episode that pabila had spoken about a few episodes back um and maybe they would think about it but as a as a kid i never Mm. thought about it but but i would say probably the last couple of years i think with all the noise around spacex spacex blue origin all of these things i think i've definitely started to think about space in the sense that how how like how small we are in the wider context of things um 
but not in terms of space travel just more on a i don't know if it's even spiritual but just kind of recognizing how small we are in a very huge amount of space and how that kind of ties all together but yeah as a kid never really thought about it that much if i'm honest it's interesting right because when i think about the apollo 11 mission right to the moon yeah ex- explain Olu, imagine- explain a bit more about that mission in case no one knows so in regards to the mission it was basically neil armstrong which everyone knows mm-hmm. his name right and this was in like 1969 right mm-hmm. where they had a mission to take to take off and land on the moon where everyone's seen the clips right i know Pabilo, the conspiracy expert, will probably say that it actually happened. (laughs) It was in a Hollywood. They didn't land. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I the conspiracy expert? I don't understand. What have I done? But (laughs) um, I could just imagine when that when they were taken off, how much of a big scene that was, right? The amount of people that were watching to see it take off to see a land and i wonder why spacex right which happened last week if i ask you guys how many of you even watched the video of it taking off did any of you care to watch it i wonder no, I why saw, it seems yeah. like less interest from what used to happen back in the day where everyone would be around a tv it'll be a family gathering you'll bring people around to see it because like it's a massive advancement <laughs> for for humankind right I think people probably, probably people listen because it, 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 there's a lot of option now on TV. And mm. um, so when there's a lot of option, people don't necessarily gravitate towards it. And because mm. it's almost so frequent, it's not really an anomaly. It's almost an expect, mm. not an expectation, but it's a frequent occurrence that people don't feel like, oh, this is a once in a lifetime moment that I need to tune in. You know, when they say, where were you on this day? It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. I think the Euro finals probably would be, you know, if you England won it, be like, oh, where were you on this day? That's probably going to have a bigger headline, in my opinion. <laughs> no, actually, the only, the only thing I actually wanted to add, um, you talked about the fascination of space when you we were younger. The thing that was fascinating for me was um, where there's no gravity and watching individuals effectively at that time look like they're flying around. So I've always been curious at what that would what that would feel like, or what that would be like. Um but I think my my fear, maybe like most people, would be not necessarily going into space, is not being able to come back, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm I'm certainly curious to, yeah, curious to see. Like you just spoke about something because because it looked like uh, Richard Branson. I'm not sure about his brand, but it looked like a normal plane, right? So they've mm-hmm. they've they've designed it in such a way that it just looks like a normal plane and and it, and it gets you up there. So it's um it's interesting times. Um, a question though, Olu, how much did the documentary talk a little bit about plans to try and develop um, life out there or life out of, of the world so, as we know it? So, and I, this goes into why the SpaceX and it's called, they called it the Crew Dragon. That was the name of um, the crew that were going out there. Why this was so important because in a lot of movies and shows that we talk about, right, we we think about the planet Earth having an exploration date, yeah, where there's going to be, I honestly believe there's going to be a time where we've seen, uh, what's the one that Will Smith was in? Um, I Am Legend. 
I am legend. No, not I am legend. Um, the one the space legend. one. It's no. Oh, not Independence Day. Independence, Independence Day. Day. We've seen Armageddon, right? We've seen so many shows where it, it's the end of the world, right? So they, they did talk about it where they said, "Look, we need to have a contingency plan, right?" And I don't, I don't think any one of any anyone on this phone yeah, right. or anyone on this podcast will make that contingency plan, but <laughs> they talk about. Potentially, we need to have a contingency plan if something was to happen. And then also, you want to start to explore and see what's out there, right? Because a lot of people don't realize that the reason why space exploration is really important is because of the technology that you develop when you try to answer some of the toughest challenges. So if you look at air um, purification, right, that people have in their homes, that was discovered due to um, due to um, um, space travel. If you look even you mean, at what, you mean like, the water, you mean the water filtering. No, the air purification. So like air now, purification. Yeah, that you people have in the house. Air. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry. If you look at even our like foam okay. beds, foam memory foam beds, right? The reason that was designed and created was because they wanted to make it comfortable for people to travel to space. And then after they create that technology, they said, "Oh, you know what." We can now use that for bed. Even if you look at the the cordless um, vacuums, they were initially made to collect rocks in space. And just one second, guys. Sorry, at the back. It sounds like you got a SpaceX at the door, big man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the doorbell. So even the the um, vacuums, the cordless vacuums, they were originally made to collect rocks um, in space. And now they adapted that and changed it to make it into cordless vacuums here. So that is a big part of it. One thing that also was really crazy and good and about this, um, this travel was it was automated, right? So the, hmm? the spaceship that they have didn't have an astronaut like manually directing or it was completely automated. So it was able to take four civilians, and that's the reason why they were able to take four civilians, which was led by this guy called Jared, who was the CEO and founder of a company called Shift4, um, which he then ended up saying instead, what do you say, P? So let me understand. So there was no pilot in effect? No pilot. So mad madness, right? And this is why this is so crazy, because you know how we're talking about automated driving like cars right if they're already doing yeah, it with coming. spaceships it's coming like that is why people don't realize that there's so much excitement around space travel even if it's just giving inspiration to the younger generation to be curious about science and trying to answer those tough and difficult challenges and problems because when those are solved it then provides solutions for human like the issues that we're facing on on earth right so that's one of the reasons why i was really curious about this show like most of these shows about space i don't really watch but it was just so much information that came from it now one part that i didn't like about it and i would want to get you guys point of view is they tried to market it as okay space travel would be for the regular joe right and when i think about the regular joe i think about it like me getting on a plane and being able to how much is the ticket like a, like a like a mil it was like um close to a billion it was like yeah close to for a, a ticket billion. like he basically 
he basically so the way they did it was he was funding the whole so they basically they tried to donate 200 million um to a hospital but then yeah it was like this guy's a billionaire so it's chicken like it's not is not significant to him. But if I want to fly, if I want to fly, how much do I have to pay? You won't be able to fly. Okay, don't you say know. like that because I'm not just some. <laughs> you know, you know, slow down, slow down, slow down. No way, slow down, slow down. Please, slow down. Don't, don't disrespect me like that. Like, <laughs> like, Olu, Olu, Olu. Can't carry me one day. Listen to this. Like, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> not, not like you know what I mean. There's different ways we can do it, but not like that. <laughs> I'm joking. But how? I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just trying to manage. I'm just trying to manage your expectation. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm. I'm. Please, Olu, Olu, you were. You were very quick to be like, nah, not you. <laughs> so he. So for, for him to get. Anyone answer the him, question, bro? Are you just skipping past? Yo, wait. <laughs> Whoa. So for him to get, <laughs> it's about to be um, a three man episode right here. What's got your? How much is the ticket? How much is the ticket? So for him to um get the tickets for it, it was around hundred million that he paid. Jeez, man! But he committed that to like charity expense. But anyways, with any technology and any advancements, right, it's expensive initially, and then it reduces. But what point I wanted to get from you guys is they marketed this as it was just the average job, right? Some of the people were over the age of fifty. One of the women um, was a survivor of cancer and she had a prosthetic leg. And they were like, look, all of these average Joes are able to travel. But one thing I realized is that they still had to train for six months. So it's not like <laughs> you were able to, like a flight, you were just able to jump on that flight and go, right? You needed a certain level of training to be able to ensure that you can handle the G-force how would you handle the stress of traveling? So do you guys ever think it's going to get to a place where it's just going to be seamless and stress-free to be able to try travel and take this um, space space exploration? I, look, I, I, I want to just chime in and say, um, I, 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 I came across a report or, or an expert speaking. They are working, as we speak, you know, certain wealthy individuals are working on life outside of Earth as we know it. And, and building infrastructure on different planets. But but they're really working on that. So it comes back to answer your question, which is around eventually, I guess they'll find a cheaper way to make this happen. And I think more people will over time be curious enough to want to go into space. But I think it will, I think it's going to be more than just going up there to have a look and come back down. <clears throat> I really think there will be some activities and, and, and opportunities to spend uh, maybe a couple of days outside of Earth. So let's see. We'll get, you let's get the thoughts from let's get the thoughts of others, but I would like to get into the investment side of things. Yeah, do you guys Where think? Can we stop? A... So, what about yourself? What do you think, um, Daniel? Well, I think there. Oh, I've watched films. You know, one of my favorite. Well, I won't say favorite films, but Interstellar, and that's about looking at life and supporting life beyond what we currently know not this earth but the earth that they're living in and looking for a parallel universe and it stars um michael kane and, and others and i feel as though they're forcing to support life on other planets and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i don't know it's of course going to be on my um my time on earth I think they're trying to normalize exploring beyond what we call Earth 
and thinking of life outside of it. Whether that's going to be successful, I don't know. And I think it might be a case where only those who are wealthy and that can afford it will only have the opportunity. Because only you alluded to like looking at some contingency. It's all great having a contingency, but who's this contingency for? It might not be for everyone. And that's the interesting thing. It's not that it will be created equal. I think it will be quite fun and fascinating, like what Richard Branson did, is to look and go outside um, the Earth's stratosphere and look down and see what it looks like. And that will be mind-blowing. That will be an ex incredible experience. And I, I would definitely say I, I would love to do that if I could afford it. I don't necessarily think that they will be successful on trying to support life, create life outside of this earth in a natural way anyway. If they did, they'll continue to take their probes and try and support life to say, oh, they found water. They'll create something in a tube that would be synthetic, then supports some meat-free alternative for sustained life. <laughs> something along those lines. It'd be very wild. It'll be very wild. Um, but I don't think it'll be natural. Let me put it out. It wouldn't be natural. I'm sure. Now, I think my, my quick take is um, <clears throat> similar to, to Daniel. I don't think it will take quite a while for life to be like a full-blown life to be out there in space. But I definitely think within our lifetime, I'm optimistic that I think travel to space will become a lot more freely available just based on what we've seen in the last 12 months. So if you just stretch that out across 20, 30 years, and if we continue that rate of progress, I think... Um, civilian travel to space will become the norm and i would love for us at some stage to do a take flight uh, episode where we're talking about how we've taken flight into into uh, space at some point so why not i think definitely in our lifetime something like that will be possible and i'd love to be able to share that experience with uh with you guys let's see and do you guys think in regards to the fact that these um, billionaires richard branson elon musk and jeff bezos are spending money on this um nasa is also spending money on this if i understand they have around 70 70 billion that they spend a year on sort of space exploration what do you guys think about that do you feel like it's right that they're spending that money on space exploration or should they spend it on stuff going on here right we still deal with homelessness we still deal with um high starvation levels in certain areas so our uh, financial manager, P, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm in no position to speak on, on on the billionaire's wealth. I'm just trying to get it myself as well. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not about to <laughs> I'm not about to now say these guys have got to redirect some of their money into the homelessness because now we're getting into a discussion about you know capitalism and, and, and capital allocation and we know what that's about. But um well, that tells me I didn't know the number. You said seventy billion, seven zero. Seven, yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how that how that investment is increased over time. But it just basically. But that's the like, total. Like, that's the total global spend. So it's not just those three that I've mentioned, but that's how much they spend. That, so I think it's going to increase because I think more yeah. billionaires will come on board, um, and I, there is a value proposition for these guys because it's it's they're always up to something in terms of working on, on the next thing, right? So. Yeah. Um, their response will probably be like, we actually have foundations and charities, but we just also like to, ex this is like the money we put into space is our future investment fund activity. So whether, the question is whether they should put money elsewhere, I, I can't say, but it tells me that there is a, a vision and a plan 
um, and more people are going to adopt the idea of of traveling. It'll, it'll, I think it will turn into like a like a an attraction, a theme park attraction. I, th- I think it's just a race of the riches, because who was the first one? Was it um, Musk? Was the first one to announce that he was going to go to space, wasn't it? And then the others jumped in. And then Bezos yeah. and then Branson just kind of beat them. He all like he just did a sucker punch. Like, yeah, see you guys. I'm I'm out first. And even mm. with that, NASA had awarded some sort of contract to space um, to Elon Musk. And a few yeah. weeks later, Bezos tried to almost buy that and get them to retract the contract. And he wanted that contract. So you just see how. It's almost like the space race back in the, the late the 60s and 70s with Russia, the US, trying to be the first to do something. And I feel like they've brought that down to today's age, but doing it on a private scale of a personal scale. And when you ask Oli about, is it right to be spending 70 billion on space exploration and space expeditions? I can't, you know, it's not my money. I can't speak on how they want to spend their money. But when you look about what's happening on Earth, People could easily argue and say there are other causes that may be worth fighting for other than just throwing money and going into space. Hmm. And, you know, it's like P said, it's like going into capitalism and all sorts. But there are many, with anything you could say, even when it comes to other funds, is that the right use of funds? Should we be spending so much money on looking at cutting carbon emissions, becoming net zero by 2050, looking at hydrogen as an alternative fuel? There are many yeah. things that we could debate at length for days and they, there will always be something else that could take its place but it's all about opportunity cost and you know what's going to be it's, it's a selfish desire in, in all honesty uh, yeah I, I think it's a bit unfair also to say uh, i think it's a bit unfair to look at it and say oh you're spending 70 billion on space shouldn't that go elsewhere because there's there's so many other thousands of cases where capital is mismanaged so I actually like the idea that these that that billionaires or individuals are investing into what could be a future something, a future state of art or a future way of living or activity. Which brings which brings me to my point around because a lot of this discussion is into the billions. And Olu, as you earlier said, you know I can't afford it. You made it very clear. But what I, <laughs> what I wanted to do actually is then bring it down to how can we how can we become more interested in this space. And I think one of the ways is thinking about how much of our own capital is actually invested into future activities and future bets, right? So if I ask people, if I ask everyone on this call, how much of your money is invested in in companies that are looking at technologies related to space? Probably zero. I'm just I'm just assuming. Will that change, right? Should that change? Um, this is probably only the beginning for the likes of Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and what we know that they've shown us in the past is that if they've got their eye on something, they're going to push it. So it could be it could be an interesting thing for us to consider some companies or even suppliers of those companies that are leading the the areas of space. I'm invested in a supplier for SpaceX that supports SpaceX. Why, why did you say it like that? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just letting you know that one Jay, day I'll funny? be able to afford Jay, the space. space what's, what's funny is this whole episode was drafted and scripted just for Olu to say that one line that he just said. Just <laughs> I think so. Now it makes sense. What about you, Joshua? Which company? Which company? 
I can't I can't disclose the company because I'm not sure if it's public information. But um, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Can't discuss. Thing is, I'll also, Oli only discloses his information when he's wearing a turtleneck, and at the moment, you can see that he's wearing a crew neck, so no information <laughs> will be uh, will be disclosed. No, the only um, time we're going to find out about it is when he's got. He's, a... he's, he's laughing at the bank. Yeah, no, no, he's got he's got to liquidate some shares to pay some taxes. Like, that's what he's, <laughs> yeah. Go on, I'll, instead, I'll be liquidating <laughs> shares to pay pay for uh, a seat on one of these space crews. Speaking yeah. of liquidating shares, guys. We might have to revisit that property versus stock discussion. Wait, when you liquidating? I received some recently? money quick the other day. I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> oh yeah, that's, you know what? My is rent, so funny. my this rent is, is back so up, funny. but this, but this, but this stock money came in fast. Like, <laughs> I'm literally chasing. I'm literally chasing rent, and I press two <laughs> buttons. Bam! And I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> I'm gonna have to give all a call right now. <laughs> I tell you, it's different, P. It's different when I'm. Yo, it is not. Nah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Just a quick plug there. It is different. Like it is different. That I'll say. You're comparing it to rent. Compare it to selling a property. <laughs> two. Compare it to selling a property. Two to clicks. Selling stocks. Two clicks. It was. Listen, it was so, it, listen. This is how fast it was. It was so fast that I actually slowed the process down by double checking the details. <laughs> <laughs> it was two clicks. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, hang on. What do you mean transact complete? Wait, that's it. <laughs> I, was I like, need to put my right now. My I went back. I went back. I went back. You know when you, you stages, I went back. I said, hang on, let me start again. Let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> Number of shares. <laughs> Click. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Anyways, but yeah. Liquid. Oh my god. Go on, Daniel. Um, <laughs> what, no, sure. So what about yourself? No, you honestly, I, 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 although I don't really have I think I don't really have much more to, to add on what um P and Daniel have already said. I think for me personally, it's it's difficult to to question on um what other people want to spend their yeah. their uh their money on um and to be honest if they've created their wealth through um the means of their own business their own innovation their own ideas i think it's quite a difficult position to say what they should be spending on i think in the overall world there's enough capital out there that if there's a cause that people really want to shift and move towards then they can um it's just whether the incentives are probably there in, in the first place but yeah that's probably where i'm at yeah, here's yeah. one thing I, actually, I would actually say, um, and it's more of a challenge to us, or maybe I started myself, but to really think beyond our current investment plan and vision, right? Because right, my, right now, mine is bricks and cement. Old school, foundation, <laughs> it works, yes. But I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the question I asked earlier, how much of my money or capital is invested in future activities, right? And, and I think... It's almost like taking, stepping into the mindset of the likes of Jeff Bezos and Elon and 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 the likes and thinking, what's, where can I be a front runner? Where can I be part of that wave? Because um, sometimes in our own ecosystem is very much, yeah, just a couple feet in front of us. So I, I think for me, that's something that I take from this, this, this discussion around looking well beyond um, things that I may not have actually considered at the start of this year. Should I get into and when? Yeah, and I think you mentioned it well. And in the documentary, right? Um, Elon Musk said, Look, it's not a situation where I'm investing a hundred percent of my wealth to to space exploration, right? Is putting one to five percent to space exploration that makes sense if it pays off, if it works, it's going to be game changing, right? Um, I think the key thing to 
think about this and for our listeners is a lot of people think, oh, space exploration doesn't really impact me. I think for the listeners and for you guys, we just need to continuously think about the technology that we leverage based on the advancements that we make trying to get to space. So those challenges in which they solve through science and maths, we then leverage it for life on Earth. If it's measuring pollution, sort of the climate change with the satellites that they put in space, if it's the technologies that we use for like GPS, that we use on mobile phones, et cetera, it's making life on Earth easy as well. Um, But to wrap up, let me just go to the last question. Um, And why don't I ask you guys, and we can quickly go around. If I was to tell you that I've been selected and I won um, tickets, four tickets to go to space. Yeah, because you couldn't afford it. Next. (laughs) (laughs) So I won four tickets to go to space um, next month. And I get to select three friends to take. Would you guys go? Would you take that opportunity? I would like to hear you guys' answers. So I can go first. Yeah. Be a quick no. Totally, because my because because my family's here. <laughs> so, for me, it'll be, huh? for me, for me, it'll be family. If I'm if I'm to go in space, and there's a risk of never coming back, we all going together. Wow, that's selfish. Oh, selfish. <laughs> so they all. <laughs> so they do live together. Die, die, die together. together. No. <laughs> if I'm going, listen, no, because because I said if there's a risk, there's a risk. Also, there's a risk when you drive when you fly. So I'd so rather be with take the family. No, listen to what I'm saying. But then, if listen, <laughs> listen to you. Are you going to dig yourself out of this one? Are you going to dig yourself out of this one? Listen, Go listen, on. listen to the logic. Listen to the logic, right? Logic. If, if I jump in there myself, right, yeah. to, what, to what you guys are saying, it means that there's, I really see there's a risk of not coming back, right? No. No. No, no compared to having my family with me. So what I'm okay, this is because you, you, you guys He's are making saying, it. If you go, the first part you said is if you go, there's a risk hey, of coming back. No, hear what I'm saying. I'm going because it's an experience. And if it's an experience, yeah. I want to take the family with me. Now, if there is a risk I can't come back, I yeah. would prefer to have the family with me. That <laughs> makes sense. You didn't save yourself at all. Okay. I'm not trying, no, I'm not trying to save no. myself, bro. I'm trying to explain what I'll do. <laughs> no, but then that's, we're just saying that's selfish. That's all. No, what's selfish is me going up to have an experience in space and my family watching from the, from the window and saying, bye, dad. Come on, jump in with me. That's my point. But when you said jumping with me was about you not making it back in one piece. That you said jumping. No, in with I me. Said, listen. There's a risk in anything you do, and I, I said okay. if there's a risk, I can't come back. Okay. I'd rather the family with me. That Got makes it. sense, man. Got it. Okay. Um, sure. What about you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm already. I'm already. I'm already there. When you bro. get a couple. When you get a couple kids, you would want to do the same as well. No, <laughs> no, no. I just understand your logic. He, what you said made sense, right? There was one guy there who was a father of two daughters and he struggled with the whole traveling right he said i am a father first so he needed to make sure that everything was okay with his wife with his kids prior to him traveling so i understand your response in terms of i'm a father first i don't understand the response in terms of hey everyone come on board if there's a risk okay that's the point no 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 i didn't say there's a risk i said (laughs) if there's a risk my point is look it's simple we roll together everywhere so we roll into space or we're not rolling into space that's it that's basically okay. what i said no that's where you should have stopped that's where you should have stopped <laughs> what were you saying um 
I'm already, bro, uh, uh, I was just gonna say I'll be asking how long we're going for, when are we back? That's that, those are the, my main questions before saying yes or no to that, anything. For four days, we're going for four, four days. days. Yeah. Nah, I'm not up in space. That's long. That's <laughs> long. Four days. Nah. <laughs> it's staying in one in, in one in chop one troop thing. Is that staying in a plane? For, nah, sorry. Four days. For me, it's a, for me it's up and back. Yeah, that's up, what I'm yeah, thinking. How yeah. quick do you think up, up and back is? Well, no, it's not about quick. I'm saying that's what we. I ain't staying there for four days. I'm we up, yeah. we down. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, so. they were in space for four days where they orbited the Earth multiple times and then they came back. Four days. I need to yeah. watch this this documentary. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend. It. So I think so. Based on you guys' response, it would only be Shuara and I on this space. So for our listeners, I, I, um, I, I thought it's more going to be a case of if you got three tickets, why should I choose you? <laughs> and then be like, well, I ain't gonna slip you anyway. That's a good question. That's a good question. But seeing that you two are because the question, because the question is, who would you want to be up there with? Do you know what I mean? If anything does go wrong, who you want to be You've up there? Problem, You've problem, already problem told us. Your family. You've told yeah, us I know, already. but that's me. I'm just asking you, like, who would you want up there to help you problem solve? I wouldn't want, want you there if there's. I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> me, you. If anything goes wrong, me and you're clashing heads for sure. Man, you you guys will be you guys will be clapping heads if things are going well. If, if <laughs> but anyways, no, this has been um a really interesting. It's been a different episode, right? I thought let's get us outside of our comfort zone, talk about space, space exploration. Um, and I would highly recommend our listeners to check out the documentary. Is um called SpaceX. is on Netflix. Um, you can find it. It's really interesting. It gets you outside of your normal thinking and your environment. It lets you think about space, the life outside there, what people are doing in terms of advancing the culture and the human race species forward. So thank you very much for listening. Pass it over to Daniel. So without further ado, thank you for listening to episode 99 of Take Flight Podcast. We're not going into space just yet, but next episode will be 100. It will be a milestone. We hope you'll join us there for that wonderful episode and celebrate the occasion with us. As always, if you have any feedback for us, you can find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay well, stay safe, look after one another, and God bless. Peace. Take off, take-